Welcome to the Power of a Woman podcast. This podcast is centered around helping you reclaim and finding yourself as a woman, connecting with how you want to feel in your life and body, and changing the narrative on not only how we approach health for women, but also how we treat ourselves and the stories that we tell ourselves. I'm so grateful you're here. Let's dive in. Welcome back. I am so excited. So I'm here today with my friend, Melissa Reynolds. We actually met, was it a year ago now? It was over a year ago. Yeah, I think it was an over, over a year. We had the same coach who is amazing, but we met and we connected on so many different levels. I think we just randomly got partnered up together one time and then just like instantly connected. And we live across the country from each other, (laughs) but Melissa is a photographer in various different realms. I think this conversation was a good one. I was excited to have with her because confidence is something that we talk about a lot. I feel like a lot of us are always searching for, we're waiting for. And I think Melissa is a really awesome person for someone who's been behind a camera to really talk with about that when it comes to women. So thank you for being here. And I'm gonna let you introduce yourself and how you kind of got to what you do now. Yeah. Wow. Thanks, Brooke. I I really appreciate that. And it's been such a joy just to get to know you over this past year, all the amazing women that I've gotten to meet that I wouldn't otherwise through coaching. I've just been so blessed, so blessed. So thanks for having me on. (laughs) Okay. So my name is Melissa Reynolds and I am a luxury woman's portrait photographer located in Montana, beautiful big sky state. And I have been a photographer, a portrait photographer since 2008, actually. And I've photographed everything from horses to dogs, to babies, to cats, to (laughs) weddings, to real estate. I, I have photographed literally everything I feel like, but in the most recent years, since I've become a mom and a wife, I've really focused on drawing out a side of a woman that they normally don't get to see in their everyday life and really just celebrating that and having them own, own their confidence and, and being a part of that journey specifically for women. So that is what I do now is um, luxury portrait shoots. And it's an experience that most women come back from and they just tell me it was such an amazing day and they, they want to do it again. <laughs> I mean, I've told you whenever we're in person, I'm going to pay you for photography, right? Because I've done photo shoots and I love the photographer that I have here, but it is being on the other side of that camera you can think you're a confident person and then sometimes you get behind a camera and you're like, it all, I feel like all that insecurity can sometimes come up, right? Because all these things can get captured on a camera that, that we don't really realize. So what's that been like for you as a photographer to see that? Yeah, it's really interesting. Um, and over the years, I mean, I'm not perfect by any stretch of the means, but I feel like um, over the years, my idea ideology around confidence has, has really changed because of my own personal journey and just diving into it with integrity now versus just trying to feel something when I started. So being on the other side, watching women do something, um, step in front of a camera is an interesting thing because most women, uh, the first thing they tell me when I ask them why they want to do this is they're like, I usually hate photos of myself. And it sounds so shallow in a sense to say, I really want to love a good photo of myself. But what I think 
what women really are saying is they really want to be able to look at something and be able to celebrate that that's who they are and they want to feel like that's themselves in a photo. Um, Yeah, whatever that genre may be, you know, a lot of times it's a side they don't see because a lot of my clients are, you know, career, a lot of them are very career driven. Um, We're always taking care of other people, whether it's our family or our clients. And we're, I mean, even me, like putting ourselves last, last, it's a struggle to, you know, intentionally put yourself first. I think that's why I get up at 445 every morning. So I make sure (laughs) I get my time in before everyone else wakes up. Yeah. Yeah. So it's interesting watching women come through my doors because over the years, I think as I've changed, I feel closer to my clients now than I ever did. Yeah. I think too, you know, when you see a photo of yourself, right, not professionally done, sometimes you can see, especially if you're a mom, you can see the exhaustion. You can see the way your body's changed. You can see the, sh- the change in your life. You can see, you see a lot of things. It's not, it sounds superficial, right? But it's really not. There's a lot more behind that photo for a woman mm-hmm. of how things have evolved. And maybe it's when we can recognize, oh, I don't love the way things have evolved. Or maybe I do, right? And I think that mm-hmm. that's one of the things that we can really see in a photo And sometimes I think getting a professional photo, we're looking for that. We're looking for that photographer to really capture this aspect that we might be missing and, and that we're longing for in ourselves. Yeah. And I'll be completely transparent with you. And this was so horrible of me, but I think it's a big part of my story that I don't talk about very often is when I first started photographing women and wanting to photograph quote unquote boudoir, but really for me, it's just beautiful portraits of women. I don't, I don't care if you're wearing a turtleneck and I would take the photos and I would edit and retouch the crap out of them before the viewing. And sometimes it would take me weeks to get them in the studio to um, show them their photos because I was so terrified that I did a bad job. And what does it mean if they don't like the photos of themselves? Yeah. And I don't admit that a lot. This is probably the first time that I've publicly said that actually, (laughs) but I think it's important for women to hear because, you know, once I started coming from a place of service in my business and asking myself, well, what is, what is coming from a place of service? Is it trying to control the outcome of if they love their photos or not? You know, something that I can't control because over the years, I've realized I could take the most amazing photos of the most beautiful woman and she, she could hate them. Yeah. Um, but it comes back to the confidence part of this conversation that we want to have. And so I've actually transitioned to once we take the photos and have this beautiful experience of a day, you actually see and order your photos that same day. And I don't even touch them because I want, I think the first step in confidence is you have to be willing to see yourself. Yeah. Just look at yourself. And my goal isn't because I had a client a few months ago. The goal wasn't for her to love the photos. The goal for her was to be able to look at herself because she hasn't done it. Yeah. And you know what? She ended up loving them ultimately because that's the outcome of you being brave enough to want to see your imperfections and not control everything. And I didn't realize that way back in the day, I was trying to control everything. My clients that I was attracting were control freaks. It was exhausting. Now it's like, when I'm honest and I'm like, you're 
when I do say like, you're beautiful, you're a stunning woman inside and out. I really truly mean it because I'm confident in showing them what they look like, whether they have a little roll on their side or wrinkles on their face. Beauty, beauty is a person's essence. Mm -hmm. And it's how someone makes you feel like, what is that saying? What people will remember is how you made them feel. Yeah. And that's so important. I feel like that's such a important reminder, right? There's a vulnerability in that. There's this aspect. There are a lot of women who won't look at themselves. Maybe your body's changed after kids. Maybe you haven't looked at yourself in five to 10 years. And even for myself, I can say after like my first like real professional photos I had done, it was after I had had our daughter. And when I saw my photos, I was like, and I, I was actually happy. I was like, I didn't know that that's what I looked like. And my husband was like, what do you mean? And I was, he's like, you see yourself every day. I was like, that's not what I see sometimes. Like sometimes I've looked at myself and that's not what I've seen. I didn't realize that that's what was captured on it. And I was actually happy with it. And sometimes it can be the other way, right? I've seen photos that are not professionally done. And I'm like, I don't love that photo of myself. Right. But it's also, I've realized my confidence came in when I could see a photo that wasn't the best picture of me. And I was like, that's okay. It's fine. That's what I look like. Right. And it's building that confidence, what that is. And I think confidence, I know you can speak to this a lot better. We think comes from, and we're looking for that photo to give us the confidence. We're looking for and replace the photo with anything, right? We're looking for the diet plan to give us the confidence. We're looking for that other person in our life to give us the confidence. We're looking for the next best thing to give us the confidence instead of searching for where that confidence is truly coming from in the first place. Yeah. And isn't that such an interesting question? Where does the confidence come in the first place? And I think we throw around the word confidence so much, but really all confidence is, it's a result. It's a, it's a result of an energy that you end up just exuberating. I don't even know if that's the right word to use. I'll just throw around words and not know the meaning. (laughs) Um, You'll just like exude, maybe exude or I don't know, this energy. And that's what confidence is, but that's from you taking action. So what I like to um, talk to my clients a lot about is, you know, what do you do to feel confident? And most people can't even answer that question. And I think that's the heart. That's, that's kind of the sad thing about our culture is we've been trained to just think everything is instant and we're going to feel it or we're not. And if we're not feeling confident, then that's a bad thing. And I disagree with that. I think if you're not feeling confident, that's actually a really big blessing that you need to take a step back and say, Whoa, like I'm not feeling energy right now. What's going on? Where is my energy going that I don't want it to go? What am I what are the promises? This is a really great one. What are the promises that I made myself that I'm not following up on? Because if you're treating your yourself, like, like a servant, if you're treating yourself like a secondary, you know, a lower person on the totem pole, then of course, you're not going to have confidence because confidence comes from the empowerment side of even empowering yourself to, like I said, people will think I'm crazy and over the top for waking up at four, four forty five to work out and read a book before my kids wake up. Yeah. But, and they're like, I could never do that. And I think of it as like, well, once you start feeling how good you feel from just having the intention of saying, this is what I'm going to do to start my day, to put myself 
first. So whatever happens the rest of the day, I already won because I put myself first to serve everyone else. And that's not how it started. It started because I don't, I don't know if anyone knows your listeners probably don't know who I am, but I have five little kids ranging from the age of seven to two. And I had to literally fight for me because all of these little kids needed me and I needed me. And it started every morning, waking up, breastfeeding a baby and doing squats in the living room in my pajamas with no bra on for five minutes every day. (laughs) That was a win. Yeah. And confidence starts by taking the next step action. And sometimes we're honestly like wanting to run a marathon when you can't win a marathon if you're not taking, walking up to the starting line. Yes. You can't build a community if you're not showing up for that one person in your DMs. You can't have a six pack of abs if you're not choosing to eat food that fuels you. Yes. Like, well, maybe some people, but not me. And it's not about the six pack because I had that last year. And you want to know what? The confidence didn't come when I, when my body looked amazing. The confidence came from the process. And that's the part that almost makes me want to cry is because I just want to go back to that time where I, it's funny because there were so many days where I didn't want to work out. I didn't want to read my book. I didn't want to drink my water. There were so many times when I didn't want to do that. And every time that I was at my lowest of low, when I didn't feel motivated, when I didn't want to, when I was literally kicking and screaming inside saying, don't do this. You're too tired. You just need something easy. And I stepped it up to say, you know what, Melissa, you can, you could choose the next, the next right step. And maybe it was just going outside for a walk. Maybe it was instead of grabbing the bag of Doritos, because I'm guilty of that. And maybe it's, it's grabbing, you know, that apple, like it's simple. It's so simple that we love to make it so complicated because then, then that gives us the, the card to sit out the game. Because we can't. (laughs) Everything you're saying. And it's so funny because I just had this conversation with the client last week. She was frustrated because things weren't happening on her timeline. And I said, I said, we need to back up a second. And I want to have this conversation with you. And I said, I think you need to understand. She was comparing to, well, so-and-so did it and they saw the results in this amount of time. And -and so-and-so did it and this happened in this amount of time. And I said, great. I want you to watch what they do in another three months, watch what they do in another, another six months. Right. I said, because here's the thing that happens. I don't care how long it takes you to get results. I care about what you learn about yourself through the process as you get those results, because that's going to be what keeps your results there. And I said, you can do this in, in three months. Absolutely. We could dramatically change your body in three months, but there is a major part of that, that we're missing in that three months and that you won't learn why you got to where you are in the process of 10 to 15 years. What led you here? It wasn't the fact that you chose a piece of pizza one Friday night. It wasn't the fact that you went out with your family and you had ice cream. That's not what got you here. What got you here was the habits that you started to carry with you day in and day out and the things that you avoided, the promises you broke to yourself and all of those things. And I said, and that's where that lesson comes in is sometimes it's not happening for you because you haven't learned the lesson yet. 
And sometimes you have to sit in that uncomfort and you have to wait until that lesson comes until you're willing to listen to the lesson because the results can come at any point, but the results won't stay if you don't learn the lesson. And that comes with the confidence. And when you see someone, sometimes we see it all over social media, right? Because we've got a social media world. We see this person who looks amazing. We see their before and after. We don't see the lessons that they had to learn about themselves through that process. And we don't see the habits that they had to change and learn to carry instead through that process, right? The making the commitment to wake up at that certain time, all of those things that's where the confidence is coming from. It's not the fact that she fit into a size of jeans that she wanted to. Yeah. And I'd like to add, since we're talking about confidence and helping your community on this podcast, help with the confidence. So this is the really cool thing about confidence is you can mess up and you could not wake up at 445, like you promised yourself. And you could say, okay, I didn't wake up when I wanted to. You could go two ways. You could say, screw it. I messed up the day. I'm going to start tomorrow or, or you can learn the power of negotiation yes. and you can say, okay, I did not wake up at 4:45. However, I still need to get that walk in today. So you know what, instead of me letting the kids just sit on the couch and me cleaning the house to no end, because it's so important to have such a clean house, <laughs> I'm going to take them outside for 30 minutes in the stroller. And we're going to go on a walk together, you know, or I'm going to ask my husband to watch the kids for 45 minutes while I go on a walk tonight, why he puts them to bed. Yeah. Because you know what we do is we, we think it has to look a certain way. And then when it's us in that predicament where we screwed up on that promise that we made ourselves, we like to validate why. And then we like to also say, I'll start tomorrow. And the most powerful thing you could do for your confidence, and this is a confidence hack, is you could say, what's the next best thing? And you have to learn to negotiate with yourself to get further ahead. Because if you're not learning the art of negotiation, you're really missing out on getting to your goals faster, actually. It's embracing that messy, right? We think that messy is wrong. We think that like everything has to be orderly and tidy. And we're kind of assuming what somebody else's behind the scenes looks like. And I had someone Mm -hmm. say to me one time, she was like, I just, I thought that like, I had this feeling that you had it all figured out. And I was like, not at all. It is very messy behind the scenes over here. Like the kids are running around in five different directions. And my husband and I, most days are probably going in two different directions. Right. But it's that, it's that embracing the messy and just negotiating in there where our time is and our spaces for ourselves and what we need. And there's some prioritization that happens and that happens in there for sure, but it really is not being so tied to an outcome and being more attached to the process instead. I mean, it's so interesting when you get down to it, but we're, we're under attack <laughs> as a, as a society to be pulled in 10 million different directions. I mean, like every kid is in every single sport. We have our social media feed. And if you're a small business owner, it's like, check your email, check your TikTok, check your Instagram. Oh yeah, the kids need to be fed. Oh yeah, I need to have dinner on. You need to start letting yourself figure out your three highest, your, your highest priority of the day, like to get done something that you need to get done because I don't know what it is, but if you get something done that, and I would say eat the frog. It's the thing that you don't want to do the most. Do that right now 
yeah. and you feel so good. For example, I've even seen that since I've started doing this in my life and how it comes out in my clients doing the same thing. I've actually also seen it in my kids too. Like the other day, just yesterday, we went down to the park with, I had seven kids with me and we just went at it at the park and there were other little kids there, another family there. Well, I went to the car to grab like our lunches and a lady's purse was sitting on the park bench. And for some reason, my son thought it was my purse. And so he's digging in this lady's purse for chapstick. And she yelled at him to stop, I guess. They told me, the lady yelled at us, we thought this was your purse. And I said, hey, um, you know, what do you need to do then? What is the next right thing to do? Yeah. And he sat there for a second and I was like, wouldn't it be to apologize? And he goes, yeah. And I mean, he drug his feet for like 15 minutes. And I let him drug his feet because his energy was low on the playground. He was kicking around rocks and the lady was getting ready to leave. And I said, Hey Gus, I said, if you don't apologize to this lady, it, it, it's not going to be good. I said, because you didn't do something that you know is right. And so I said, just get over there. She's going to be nice. And you're just going to say you're sorry. And it was an honest mistake. He ran over there before she left and told her, Hey ma'am, I'm so sorry for doing that. I thought it was my mom's purse. He came back 10 feet taller, Aww. 10 feet taller yeah. for owning a mistake that you made and trying to make things right. So the moral of that story is, is whether it's something you messed up on, the only thing that builds confidence is taking the next right action. Yes. We're all, we're, we're human. We're imperfect. Yes. Take the next right action. I mean, in my as far as like photography pertains, I mean, it's so funny because we were supposed to be talking mostly about photography, but I think also too, that's kind of the thing that I want to re reveal is um, photos are only a part of your confidence journey. This is like, it filters into every area of your life, you know? But when I first started um, taking women's portraits and I had um, four kids or three kids under the age of, no, four kids, because it was like four kids under the age of four, four kids under the age of four, I believe. No, four kids under the age of five. <laughs> That's when I started taking self portraits because I was at a point in my business where I thought maybe I should quit because my self-confidence was in the dumps. I mean, I had, I had, my body had taken me through heck and back and showed me that it was amazing I didn't love how it looked though. <laughs> I thought I was failing in my business. I thought I was failing as a mother. I thought I was failing as a wife. Um, and what got me crawling out of that deep hole was to nurture that confidence side to just show up for whatever I could. And it, it was nap time self portraits in my granny panties is where it started. And I told myself, I wanted to feel creative again. And so I started taking self portraits in the laundry pile in my granny panties and bra. And I was in such a different place then, but I just needed anything, you know, and I won't, I wouldn't ever trade those days for anything. Cause it taught me that you can change your feelings with a simple action. It doesn't matter what you're doing, what, what kind of pain you're in. It's a mindset shift combined with the actions. And as a mom with a lot of young kids, I had to prove to myself that I was worthy of time to create and it was taking time away from everyone else. Yeah. And 
what I found out was, is I thought it was taking time away from everyone else. But what really happened is, is I was bringing a more energized me to the table. So, you know, when, when we look at confidence, we have to say, what's the next right step for me? Not what do I want it to look like? What's the next right step? And that, and that comes down to values, right? Yes. You said something earlier, you said it's more about acting in integrity and, you know, living out with your values, which I, I wholeheartedly agree with. Right. And sometimes I think that first step when you're really trying to figure it out is what are your values, right? Figure those out and and map out what are they for you? And I think without those, and I think this is a big thing that we're missing nowadays for sure is if you don't have those, it's very hard to navigate your place and where you're going in this world and what you want. And I think it's really important to have that there because that does help establish that. And that does help direct you and lead you. And, and you can start to have an internal compass. Yeah. And, you know, in a coaching program that I was in, it was, it was really uncomfortable because they kept talking about, you know, you need to be able to do it for yourself. And that was really hard for me. And I actually would like to say that it's still hard for me to say that because as a human being, I'm here to serve. I'm here to bring joy. I'm here to love. I'm here to create. And if, you know, a part of that is for me, but we, we get the self part when we actually serve others best. Yes. And I think like bringing it back to the point of filling up your own cup so that, you know, your kids, your kids have that for me, that's what it is. Some people listening may not have kids, but I know my kids are going to have their own struggles in life. And the past year and a half, I've really kind of pulled back the curtain for my kids to see what I'm struggling with, you know, on a certain level, I'm not telling them like struggles, struggles, but I'm like, gosh, I'm having a hard time getting my butt to stretch today, but I know it's good for me. Yeah. And your kids will teach you so much because they watch when you say something and then don't follow through. Yes. And, and they've helped me keep my integrity. And so, you know, if you're in a place right now where you're like, my confidence is kind of in the dumps, I want you to kind of turn that around. If it's not a place for you to say, I need to be able to do this for myself. I want you to say, what, what are your kids seeing happen right now? Yeah. Are they watching a mom who continually says she wants something, but doesn't act in integrity with that? And so often, you know, you could use that as your, as your compass and bring you to a little place of a motivation at least. Yeah. I found that with our daughter after I had her, I didn't think my relationship with my body image was not good. But then after I had her, I realized I was like, oh, I don't want her feeling about herself the way I felt about myself. So my initial step was for her, right? My initial, like putting myself through that uncomfort of changing the way I did things was absolutely for her. But through that process, I found how much it was for me too. And I think when you can do those things in service for others, you can also find that, that space for yourself in there as well. Do you mind if I ask you a question? Yeah. Because you're, you're pretty, you're fit and you're strong and you know, like your muscles show, have you ever struggled with the fact that, you know, like my kids will point at my stomach and they'll say, is that a muscle or something? And, and like my son even drew, he draws stick figures of me. Like he loves to draw. And when he draws me, he puts muscles on them. (laughs) Um, 
which just makes my heart so happy that I'm a stick figure with myself. (laughs) (laughs) But I've, I feel like I've struggled as a mom sometimes to convey that, you know, this doesn't just happen. Like it's, you know, it's a process. It's not about the muscles. That's just the result. The results took care of themselves. Um, but kids even focus on the results of like, mommy has muscles, but you know, they, they don't like necessarily focus on the fact that I wake up at the butt crock dawn at the whatever every day and, you know, eat good food and stuff. Um, have you ever, you know, thought about like, how, how do I convey this lifestyle to them more? So they're not just, you know, cause that unhealthiness can, of focusing on only the results can, yes. can take over pretty easy. What, what are your thoughts on that? Absolutely. I have thought about that. I stepped on the scale one time when I was postpartum after our son and our daughter was, I don't know, two and a half, almost three. And she, and it hit me. She was like, mommy, what are you doing? And I was like, well, mommy's seeing how strong she is. And she was like, oh, I want to see how strong I am. So she stepped on the scale too. And then luckily in that moment, like the thought came to my head, you know, right. To kind of save it. But I was like, all these little things make an impression on them. And when it comes to food, when it comes to a lot of those things, I didn't grow up with the best I guess, example with that, my mom had a poor relationship with herself, still has a poor relationship with herself and never talked well of herself. And we weren't taught. It was, I was taught food was either this thing that we were dieting with, or we weren't at all. And that was kind of it. So it was really important to my husband and I to portray, and we have conversations with her of, you need to eat your protein because this is what protein does for you. You need to eat your veggies because this is what they do for you. And so that's really a lot of the conversation that we've had. She's, she's done yoga with me. Like there's little kids yoga things that we do, but a lot of our conversation has been around. This makes us feel healthy and this makes us feel good. And this helps us live longer and helps us have energy during the day is really a lot of the conversation. But it's really interesting. You said that because my mom stays with us in the summers sometimes. And my mom made a comment in front of her of, I need to go work this fat off at the gym. And I immediately was like, Nope, we're not saying that. And my daughter was around when she said it and she was like, well, why? And I said, I don't want her thinking that that's why we work out. I don't want her having this impression of, I work out to punish myself. I work out to lose weight, which can absolutely support those things. And I said, but I want her understanding that we work out to be strong. We work out to be healthy. We work out to enjoy what our body is capable of doing and challenge our body's limits to, to see what our body is capable of doing. And for her and my husband, and I've talked about this. I said, strength training for me is more of a mental challenge. It's more of like reminding myself what I'm capable of and challenging myself in that way. And that's what I want her, you know, to get out of those things and then find her own joy and what she, you know, she appreciates about that. But it, it did hit me because a week ago after my mom had been here, you never know when those things settle in with kids, right? They don't always portray it right away. I was packing her lunch and I said, do you want some cheese in your lunch? And, and she was like, well, why would I want cheese? And I said, because it's a good fat and it, it will help you feel full and satiated from your meal. And her immediate response was, well, I don't want to be fat. And I was like, oh, my heart like sunk for a second. And we had to have a conversation. And I was like, you know, I, one, I had to say like, well, fat doesn't make you fat. Right. And walking through that, but it was having a conversation around why we do things and asking her where that came from. She's still a little too young to totally explain that, but that's long-winded, right? That's kind of how we portray things 
so that they are going to get exposure from other areas. So she can understand why we do it and can understand that there's different reasons why people do things too. Yeah. And like you said, like, she's not going to totally understand that, but if we wait to have these conversations, the flip side of this conversation has already infiltrated her mind. Yeah. So if we're not counteracting it twice as twice as much to have these conversations, they already have a set belief that fat makes you fat. Yes. And that's what I've noticed with my kids too, is my kids will say like, oh, is this a protein? Yeah. And they'd be like, is this a carb? Is this a fat? (laughs) And I'd be like, well, it's a mix of both a little bit. And my seven-year-old is kind of a geek. He just likes to know how things work. And I was like, this is what I eat because I want to be balanced in my protein. Protein helps my brain and fat helps my brain like function. Like I have my energy and then carbs are like that longer energy, you know, and, um, or whatever. And, and so, and then I say things like what my dad used to tell me, like, you know, broccoli makes your hair nice, beautiful, and curly. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, these conversations that we have with our kids, like, I think it's so relatable in the photography, because if we're not having these conversations with ourselves about our own body image and what we want to see in owning who we want to be and owning what we want in our life and really portraying that self-confidence that we want our kids to see within us, Yeah. You know, if we're not having those conversations and showing up, not only having the conversations, because that's a dangerous place to stay doing the work alongside that, then we're not doing anyone any justice. Actually, we're actually kind of living a lie in a sense because we're saying one thing and we're doing another. And it's really difficult when um, you have a seven-year-old holding you accountable and you're like, dang, dang. And you have to answer him honestly. Because you care about the truth and you care about him seeing you mess up and say, you know what? I was, I was wrong there. You're right. Like I watched TV way too late last night and that's why I didn't wake up. And my kid, it's so funny how my kids want to see me succeed. And, um, as far as like photo shoots go, one thing that I was thinking about when we're talking is, is there's kind of actually different steps. If you don't mind me going through these with you, depending on where people are at. So, you know, if you're a person who's ever thought of wanting portraits of you that represent who you are. I find that there's different steps that women go through to get to the place where they want to pay money for an experience and enjoy the photos and experience like luxury and master craftsmanship all in one. But you have to start somewhere. People don't usually just typically jump into that and get lasting results with confidence because One thing that I've seen in my own industry, and I'm sure you guys all see it, is there are so many, so many amazing photographs going around of women owning who they are in their body on Instagram. Yet I think it's a lie that is kind of being portrayed out there that doing a photo shoot is going to give you confidence. And I will like not do a photo shoot for someone if they're coming to me to gain confidence. There has to be a there has to be a conversation there because I don't want to lie to people. And I don't, I'm not here to say like, come do a photo shoot and, and get these results. Yes. You're going to have beautiful photos, but if your mindset isn't in the right place, you just paid a lot of money for photos that you're going to hate because you look stunning and amazing. And you have on these glasses of shame and insecurity that you need to take off. And we do that through action. So what I'd like to say is like step one um, is if you want to, if you want to start owning who you are and using photography as a tool 
to help you um, to help you just celebrate who you are, right? And maybe even give your kids portraits of yourself someday that they could be proud. And maybe someday your daughter will see that and be like, gosh, like I'm a young mom now too. And, and my mom, she's like 90, you know, or my grandma, she's like 90 and she did this. Like that gives people confidence when they see people know that they know do something that they want to do. Yeah. So step one is simply start where I started. Use your own dang phone in your own house and start just taking a creative photo of yourself. Let your child take a photo of you and start seeing what you look like. Yes. And, and the point with that is start seeing what you look like, but the action paired with that, cause that's easy, right? Kind of for some people it's not that, you know, it's, it's simple. Like someone's going to snap a photo of yourself. I want you to look at that photo and I want you to listen to the thoughts that come up and write them down. What are the thoughts that come up when you see this photo? And all of us have these thoughts. Me and Brooke both have these thoughts. Like I'll look at a photo and be like, oh, my eye looks so weird. Oh, that mustache shadow I have is there in this photo, you know? <laughs> and, and I want you to write those down and step away from it, come back to it and say, well, <laughs> is this, is this true? Like, is this, is this something I like of myself? Is this a thought that I don't like of myself? What if, what if I could look at my photo and see this wrinkle and actually love the photo, you know? So that's step one is, is start looking at photos of yourself and saying something nice to yourself, but you also have to address the thoughts that are coming up that are not good. And I want you to rewrite them into something like positive that isn't too far-fetched because people will often go to, like, if they wrote down a statement that said, uh, I have, I, I don't like how my shadow mustache looks because <laughs> I have that, like, it's just yeah. the way my mouth is set. Right. Um, if I was to write and I'm beautiful through and through, no matter what, that's phony baloney. Yeah. Like I would, a more realistic response that hits home of that. My, my mind could grasp is this photo has like, it shows my shadow mustache and I don't really like that, but I know that I don't actually have a mustache and that's just the way the lighting was there. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's simple things or it's like, I don't, you know, I'm not too fond of all my wrinkles, but this photo of where I'm laughing and it's authentic is so beautiful. Yes. So that would be step one. Step two would be vet out some photographers that you want to work with that inspire you, that their energy inspires you, not just their work and get on the phone with them and talk to them about why they do what they do and almost like interview your photographer in a sense. Yeah. And, and, and get to know who they are as a person, because if you step into a situation to get professional photos and the energy is off, um, that that's not fun <laughs> and it's not aligned, right? Like in creativity, we're there to inspire and to, you know, get results that our clients want and, more importantly, show them genuine love and kindness for who they are and reflect back to them the beauty that we're seeing. And if you have a photographer in there, like Melissa um, in 2000, 2010, who was trying to make you perfect, I'm going to do a lot of people injustices yeah. because I'm, you know, I'm coming from my own insecurities because I never worked through them. And yeah. there's a bunch of photographers who have their own insecurities that they've never worked through. 
So um, vet out your photographers and maybe do, you know, like a lower, uh, a, you know, something that you want to do that's maybe small, right? And then step three would be, you know, maybe actually invest in yourself for some beautiful portraits, some beautiful portraits that maybe are not genre related and show you as a whole, like you a level above, not just boudoir. Cause I think like boudoir is so, it's so thrown in our faces right now. There's so many butts on my Instagram. I don't know how, like, I don't even follow these people and they're showing me people's butt cracks. And I'm like, I don't even like, I don't, I don't, I, I mean, I photograph bums in a beautiful way, but I don't, my clients want photos of their faces and their body, but they don't want to be over-sexualized. They want it to be art, yeah. right? Yeah. And so like, if you invest in a higher end photographer who can really, really draw that out of you on all levels, like maybe you're getting a headshot, maybe you're doing uh, a formal wear, maybe you include your family in that last set. Or maybe you're doing like a sexy, uh, a, a sexy little number, but I would say like the most powerful thing you could do is once you're to a level where you start to feel confident in front of the camera and in your body and who you are. Um, and it isn't like when you hit a certain number, by the way, um, on the scale, that's kind of the most powerful thing because, you know, you're collaborating with the best of the best and you're showing up to be vulnerable and be the best in that moment maybe you're not even at your goal weight and, and it shouldn't be about a goal weight, but maybe you're not, you haven't finished some goals. Let's just reword that. Um, you're still worthy to, to invest in luxury experiences as a everyday woman. And I think that's powerful. I think sometimes we tell ourselves we're not worthy of that stuff, but make it happen, create it, make it happen for yourself and see what you learn. See what you learn about people who are a step above you, because I guarantee you, once you walk out of that studio from someone who actually cared about what, you know, what you wanted to see, it's important. I love that. So, yeah. And, and that's like some simple steps as far as photography is concerned. Yeah. So I know we have to wrap it up, but if people wanted to work with you, do you only work with people in Montana? How do you generally work with clients? So I have clients fly in as well to Montana for shoots. I have flown places to do shoots and it's, it's really, yeah, you just, you can follow me on Instagram. That's probably where I'm the most active and it's Melissa Reynolds co and I'm on there and, and people, yeah, right now people are working with me through beautiful portraits and experiences. I'd say experiences that produce beautiful portraits. (laughs) and it sometimes in a Montana way, I have some clients who come out here who really just want the Montana stuff. And, you know, we're going to, we're going to go up in the mountains and and do stuff off grid and, or we'll just be in the studio. It just kind of depends. We tailor an experience that is unforgettable for you. I love that. Well, I'll be out there soon. (laughs) I keep telling, well, one, I want to go out to just Montana just to visit and see it all, but I mean, we'll have to come see you now too, but I will put, I'll put your name in the show notes and how people can connect with you. So we'll grab all of that. So if you're listening to this and you're driving, please don't stop to try to search something on Instagram. Just click the show notes. It's there for you and you can find her there. We need you, but thank you so much for being here with us. Melissa, I love having you on here. Yeah. And I want to say thank you, Brooke, like what you've brought to even my life, just your knowledge and your honesty about telling people what they actually need to hear to help them. I, I 
so appreciated that from you. Thank you. And that's it for this episode on the Power of a Woman podcast. If any part of this episode resonated with you, I would greatly appreciate you giving it a review, sharing it on your social media, and tagging me for another woman who may need to hear it too. If changing the narrative is something you're ready to take action on, my coaching programs are set up to help you do just that. We will address the nutrition, movement, lifestyle, stress, gut health, and hormonal needs that you individually have as a woman so that we can help you feel your absolute best and own your power too. Connect with me on Instagram at Brooke Razzi or head over to my website at brookrazzi.com to learn more.